Well, hey there, sweet teacher, and thank you for landing here on episode number 24 of the Primary Teacher Friends Podcast. My name is Tony, and my goal in life is to help teachers just like you find more joy and happiness in their careers so that you can make the impact on those little ones that they deserve. Today, I am bringing on a very talented friend of mine as we talk about one of my favorite times of day, and that is the infamous morning meeting. This episode is part one of a two-part series designed to help you make your morning meeting epic, absolutely fun and effective and engaging for your students. If you already use morning meeting in your day, you'll probably come away with some new ideas and strategies to help refine it and make it even better. If for some reason you don't use morning meeting as part of your everyday routine, oh, you need it ASAP. And my guest today has the perfect model for you to follow. Let's get to it, teacher friend. You are tuned in to the Primary Teacher Podcast. Now, if your job description doesn't consist of teaching little people to read, develop, succeed, and grow, you're probably in the wrong place. But if you do teach kindergarten, first, or second grade, well, you're what we call a difference maker, and you're among friends here. And now, your host, primary teacher, content creator, and little people fanatic, Tony Mullins. Welcome, welcome, sweet teacher. At the time of this recording, I'm eagerly waiting for Christmas break and, of course, a brand new year to begin. 2021 is quickly approaching. I have big plans for the podcast and many, many resource ideas I'm hoping to get out there to you. But I hope the new year brings you lots of joy and happiness and peace and new passions in the classroom. If we can survive 2020, we can do anything. Before I get on to today's episode and introduce my incredible guests for today, I want to give a listener shout out to Miss Natasha Thomas. Natasha left a review on the podcast and it just made me so tingly and happy. I just had to share it with you today. She says, Teacher Tony is a star. She's always so engaging. So many creative and fun ideas for us to use inside of our classrooms. I love to listen and watch for her. She is the total package for elementary teachers. Caring, energetic, motivated, creative, uplifting, and determined. Thank you, Tony, for inspiring all of us. We'll talk about inspiring, Natasha. That review definitely was, and I just feel so thankful, so appreciative of you taking time to say all those wonderful words about me. I absolutely love the Primary Teacher Friends community because I notice how uplifting and encouraging they are. Last week, I did five days of Christmas cheer and gave lots of prizes away. And every time somebody won, all of those watching would congratulate 
the winner. And that is absolutely the kind of environment that I thrive in. So thank you guys for being who you are. You're incredible and amazing. And I'm so, so thankful to know you. And now I am just so excited to introduce my guest for this episode and the next episode. As I told you, this is part one of a two-part series designed to help you craft an epic morning meeting. One that will create an environment where your students look forward to coming to school each day because they will feel safe, secure, and successful. My wonderful friend and really mentor is named Susan Matthews, and she is just the most passionate first grade teacher you will ever meet. She eats, sleeps, and breathes teaching. She'll tell you that herself. And she describes teaching not only as her career, but as her hobby. Well, I was so blessed that Susan invited me to watch one of her recordings from her morning meeting. Keep in mind that this is a virtual classroom. Susan has been completely virtual this year. And what I saw was absolutely breathtaking. I couldn't believe the energy from her and how it just resonated with each of her students. They were so, so engaged even through the screen. Now, what I want you to know is that Susan wasn't showing a circus that day. She wasn't standing on her head and wearing exotic makeup or costumes. She was just teaching. And I was so impressed that I said, I have to get Susan. We have to talk about morning meeting and the components that really make up her most incredible time of the day when her students were absolutely just so happy and excited to be there. And that is what I will be sharing with you during these next two episodes. Today, we will be sharing the first three components of five that will help you really think about, refine, and craft an epic morning meeting. Without further ado, let me get you over to the wonderful interview with my beautiful friend, Susan Matthews. Hey, Susan, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Hello, I'm so excited to be here. Yes, I want my listeners to know that I did not just pick up some random Joe or random Jane <laughs> off the sidewalk to bring on the show. You are one of my favorite teachers ever because you're so talented and you love your kids so much and you're really, really good at morning meetings. So that's what we're going to talk about today. But Susan, before we do that, can you let my listeners know a little bit about yourself? I'm sure. I am in my 11th year of teaching. Um, I teach in a public school in North Carolina. Um, Before that, I taught in Florida. My husband is um, retired Air Force, so I taught in Florida when we were in the Air Force down there, and then he got orders to move to North Carolina, and I've been here since. And I have taught fifth grade, fourth grade, kindergarten, and first grade. And first grade is my sweet spot, my passion. I love first grade. Well, I've got to brag on you, Susan, because every time I talk to you, you are chock full of absolutely incredible ideas and so much knowledge about first grade. And that's why I always call on you for help. 
You've been a great asset to me, especially when creating first grade word works. So I wanted to bring you here today to talk about morning meeting. I was so blessed to observe one of your morning meetings, and I was just like a kid sitting in a chair watching my teacher. I was so engaged. So let's talk about morning meeting today. Susan, uh, you are great at morning meeting. Can you tell us why you think morning meeting is so important to your day and to every teacher's day? Sure. Um, It's important, I think, to the students and to the teacher to start the day off with a routine, Um, kind of like to get you in the mood and get you going and get you focused and start thinking about school. It's also important to start the day off on a positive note and a happy note. And whether you're virtual or whether you're in class, it's a good time to sit down with the kids and kind of do a little bit of a check-in with them. How are they feeling today? To start off with some songs and stuff and just be positive and happy and let them know that you're excited to be there and so that they'll be excited to be there. I love it. And uh, when we were talking before, we were talking about how it's not only great for the kids, but it's also great for us, the teacher, to have that morning routine. Can you talk a little bit about that? Um, Yes, I was thinking about um, lesson planning, and it's so challenging to um, plan and constantly throughout the day have to look at your plan and see what you're doing. But when you do a morning meeting, it's so routine that really after the first week of school, you don't need a lesson plan for that part of the day. You just need to know what your focuses are for that part of the day. Because in morning meeting, I know I always start off with two songs. And then I know that I always go straight to the morning word work from your teachers pay teachers thing that I love. And then I do a little bit of math. We do how many days we've been in school. And then we come up with different ways to make that number and do a little addition subtraction. We've even done a little multiplication with um, the way to make that many days of school. And then we do a little goodbye ritual. But I know all that by heart now. So it's just, it's so much easier than actually having to sit down and create something new each day. I love it for that too. You can kind of just go in randomly. You know what to do. You don't have to plan a lot. It takes a lot of pressure off that very first, really could be the most hardest part of the day. The first part of your day could be the hardest, but thanks to morning meeting, it's really easy. And it's something that we teachers and kids can look forward to every day. Yes, the kids like that too, because they go in and it's not like, what are we going to do today? And there's no anxiety or nothing that's making them feel pressure or nervous. They know what's going to happen. They are prepared for it. It's an easy just roll into the day. Love it. So today we are going to help teachers, those listening, we want to make sure that we have these five main components that could really give us the epic morning meeting that we all want to have and that our kids deserve. So we're going to break down these five components today and talk about each one. And so the very first one, Susan, is my favorite. And it's actually something that's hard for some teachers. And we believe, you and I, that every morning meeting, an important component is that we, the teachers, bring in some hype and excitement and joy every day. So why do you think that's important for us to bring that on board every morning for our morning meeting? Because attitudes are definitely contagious. And just like you have role models and you kind of try to emulate them when you're doing things, the students try to emulate what they see in us. So if I am excited and happy and love being at school, they see that and in turn, they kind of get the same attitude. Just like when I go home from work in the afternoon, when I get to the house, if my kids are kind of in bad moods and need this and need that, and my husband's in a bad mood, it kind of it shifts my mood. <laughs> 
in that direction. The same thing happens with the kids. If they come in and say they see that you are stressed and worried and another day at school, (laughs) that's kind of the attitude that they're going to take on. But if they come in and see that no matter what's going on in the world or what's going on in their home life, they come in and see this is my teacher and she's happy to see me and she's excited to be at school, then it makes them feel loved and in turn makes them excited to be at school. Absolutely. And that is a very selfless thing. When you come in, you have to put yourself to the side and you have to put on that excitement and that joy no matter how you feel. And Dr. Jean says this thing that I love so much. She says, fake it until you feel it. And that kind of happens to me. If I come in, I'm having a bad morning. I put on my happy face for a few moments with my kids. I see their smiling faces. It kind of comes back to me in a cycle and I feel happier. So I love that. Um, That is one of our components and that's something we need every teacher to do is just come in with some joy and happiness and try to enjoy those kids every single morning. So we were also talking, Susan, about how primary grades K-1 and 2 really sets the tone for their whole academic career. And so this kind of plays into this morning meeting and the happiness and joy. Can you talk about that a little bit? When kids start off in kindergarten and first grade, they have 12 to 13 years ahead of them that they are going to be going to school most of the year, every year. And I feel really sad for those kids who do not enjoy it. And it's like a chore because childhood's supposed to be exciting and fun and learning is supposed to be exciting and fun. As primary teachers, we set that tone for their whole academic career. So if we teach them that learning is fun and learning can be exciting and reading is fun and reading can be exciting, then those are things that they're going to carry with them for the next 13 years. Academics are so very important in those grades to get those foundations, but also having fun and attitude and having the right mindset is so very important. Oh, I love it. I absolutely agree with it. So that is our first component. And that leads in perfectly to the second component that we include and we believe every teacher should include in their epic morning meeting. And that is an SEL component, social emotional learning. And even though some teachers may not formally say, yes, my morning meeting has an SEL component, more than likely you already do practice some SEL things during your morning meeting. So Susan and I are going to talk about some things that we do and that may be you already do and maybe some things that you can begin incorporating to really get that SEL social emotional learning in there. So Susan, can you tell us what you do in your morning meeting to kind of connect with kids on that emotional level? Absolutely. When we first sit down on the rug or when we're virtual and I first get on the meet, the first thing I say is, everybody tell me how you're doing today. And they show me by either doing thumbs up, thumbs down, or thumbs to the middle. And I look at them and, oh, I'm so happy that you're happy today, Savannah. Oh, I'm so glad that you're happy today, Miller. And then you might have a child that has their thumb down and, oh, I'm so sorry that your morning is not going great, but hopefully we'll turn that around. Is it something you want to talk about? They usually say no, or maybe later. And I'll say, okay, well, we'll talk about that later if you want. Um, But I just think it's very important to let them know that their feelings matter and that you're thinking about them and that you're keeping that in mind. If I have a child that has a thumbs down and they don't want to be there, I try not to call on them for the first couple questions and give them a chance to kind of, you know, settle in and warm up. And then you might have the child that every single day they have a thumbs down and it's just kind of um, an attention getting behavior. And so I make sure to acknowledge that too, because obviously they're needing some attention. So I'll say, oh, you're, you know, you're so silly, Miller. You're, you know, you're happy to be here. You know, you're happy to see your favorite teacher (laughs) just so that 
he's getting acknowledged too that he needs that extra bit of attention. Absolutely. And I love that. And that's what I saw when I was observing your meeting that every child had a smile on and every child felt connected, even though you're teaching virtually. It was really amazing. So I also do a feelings check-in every day. On the second grade level, I actually have my students write their feelings check-in and that's part of their assignment for the day. And something else that's easy to do is to use mantras in the classroom. Me and my friend Barbara actually did a whole episode and blog post and resource about an SEL toolkit. I will put that down in the show notes link up down there. Something else I also noticed, and it's actually something I recently did a podcast episode over, Susan, was that you use your students' names a lot. And I just wanted to bring out that using our students' names, especially when we're virtual and they feel very disconnected, is a great way to bring them in and engage them. So can you tell us about the Little Red Box? I really want to want my listeners to know that's a Dr. Jean thing, and I really want them to know how you use the Little Red Box in your classroom. Sure. Um, before I do that, the songs that we sing at the beginning, I like to incorporate their names into. There's one, it's a Dr. Jean song that we do, and it says, I'm so glad that you're here. And it says it um, maybe like five times in the song. And I always try to choose a different kid. Instead of saying, I'm so glad that you're here, I point at the camera and say, I'm so glad that. And then I'll say that a child's name. They always beam when they hear their name and it also keeps them paying attention because they are listening for their name and then the little red box is the dr jean thing that i learned this summer at the dr jean training that i did um that you were part of and it just stuck with me i loved it when i saw her do it and so i bought a little red box from amazon and put the kids names in it on a sentence strip and then i asked each parent to send me a picture of their child just a headshot and then I laminated that and stapled it to the top of the sentence strip. And so I do at the end of every meeting, I say, okay, I'm about to do my little red box. And if I forget, or if we're running late and I try to skip it, the kids will not let me. They're like, you forgot little red box, little red box. So I do two a day, two children a day. And it's, I wish I had a little red box to put my and then I pull Aiden in, I take him out, and, and then I put him on the sentence strip and his picture on my chest and say, hug, 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 put him back again. And when I do that, the child whose name I say, they get so excited, they stand up and they hug themselves <laughs> as I'm hugging their little sentence strip. And it's so cute. They love it. If I go a while and it's, I haven't called on a certain child, they'll say, they'll send me a little message um, in my inbox and say, hey, I haven't been in your little red box in a while. Am I still in there? <laughs> they really want their name to be called. So it's really cute. That is so really precious. Cute. That's why I just love you because you're just so caring and loving and so talented. So thank you for sharing that. Uh, we're going to move on with that to our next component. So just to recap, component number one is to bring that hype and excitement and joy. And the second one is to bring an SEL component, probably some things you're already doing, but I love Susan's examples there. So we also believe that every morning meeting should incorporate singing and or movement. So when we were talking before, you told me that you use songs in a special way. Can you tell us a little more about that? Sure. Just like when you are writing a story or a paper, you want to start your first sentence is going to be um, an attention grabber or something that gets the reader excited and wanting to read more. I do the same thing with the songs in the morning. I feel like it gets the kids excited. It gets them moving around. It gets their blood flowing, their brains thinking. And 
And so I do one kind of morning welcome song that includes their name. And then I do one educational song. So it might be verbs, action words by Dr. Jean, or um, it might be a Jack Hartman phonics song or something like that. But we have a few different ones that I switch between and, but they know them all. So they're all very um, routine and they all have movements with them. But I think it's really important to, for the teacher, even though it might feel silly or unnatural to do those movements with the kids, because they're not going to do it unless you're doing it. And if they see you doing it, well, if my teacher's doing it, it's not silly. (laughs) So they'll do it as well. And and they love it and they enjoy it. But um, if you're not doing it with them, they maybe feel more self-conscious. But if you're doing it, then it's okay for them to do it. Yeah, so it actually reminds me, Susan, that I have some uh, really great parents who sit with the kids during my live lessons, and I've had parents message me and just say how entertaining I am to them during virtual teaching because I do all the things that I ask the kids to do, and I agree with you. That's very important. We want to be good models for them, and if we're asking them to move and sing, then even though we may not be the best at it, we need to do it too. I agree with you 100%. I love it too. It is so good for your self-confidence as a teacher because I cannot sing. (laughs) But my kids will tell me how wonderful my voice is and I can sing so well because they love it. Regardless if you're a good singer or a bad singer, they love to sing with you. Yes, kids have this natural need to sing. I really believe it. Even the kids who say, I don't want to sing, you'll catch them secretively singing along with you from time to time. So I love that, Susan. So let's talk about movement a little bit. You and incorporate a lot of movement into your morning meeting and I do too. I really believe movement is uh, the key to really engaging kids at this grade level, this age level. And so I really like how you incorporate movement. Can you tell us a few ways that you do that? Sure. I've always incorporated movement because I think it's very important, but even more important with virtual because it's so hard to keep their attention when they have everything at home around them that's distracting them. And it's just not as engaging to watch someone on a computer screen as it is to watch them in person. So I found that movement is definitely my friend when we're doing any virtual lessons. So when we do syllable Um, count how many syllables instead of clapping you know I wanted to do a bigger movement so that they would get up out of their chair so we do jumping out the syllables so we stand up and we jump out the syllables if we're looking at a sentence on the screen and we have to find the verb instead of them raising their hand or shouting out the verb they have to act out the verb so if the verb is run in the sentence I'll see one student in the corner in their little um, virtual box starting to run. And then I'll see another and another. And then by the time they've all caught on, everybody is running in place um, when we're finding that verb in the sentence. Just things like that anywhere that you can incorporate movement. Um, If you're spelling out sight words, we were doing the word pat. We would do P and we touch the ground because it's a downstairs letter because the P hangs down in the basement. A, we touch our hip. And and then T, we reach up high because it's an upstairs letter. Just any way that you can incorporate, any way for them to move is going to make you more successful and make the students more engaged. Absolutely. I love seeing my kids move because when I'm just talking, I'm not really sure that anything is processing. But when I see the little movements on the screen and their little, like you said, their little virtual box, I know they're listening. I know they're processing what I've said. And it's just really good to see them engaged with me, even though I'm so far, actually so far away from them. So I love that. And I absolutely agree 100% that it's 
even more important now than it was when we were in the classroom because it's really hard to stay engaged on a screen. The praise will help them too. Like when I was having trouble with them getting up for the songs at the beginning of the morning meeting, I would say, oh my gosh, Aiden, you're making me so happy because you're dancing. I just love to see you dance. And then I'll see another kid start to dance. You know, by calling out their name and telling them, I just love, they made me so happy to see them dance. Then other ones would join in. And now it's pretty much, I have 20 kids and 20 kids are dancing when we do it. I love it. I love it. How awesome. Your morning meeting is so impressive. I wish everyone could see it, but I know it's like a privacy thing with your student names, but it was just so stellar. I loved it. Okay, friends, that wraps up part one of this two-part series all about crafting an epic morning meeting. Don't you just love Susan? Does she not? Don't you just love Susan? Her passion just shows through her voice and everything she does. You won't want to miss the final two components in crafting that epic morning meeting and plus some final most important tips that Susan gives at the very end of our interview. I hope you have an absolutely blessed holiday surrounded by the people that you love so much. And I just want to thank you for the gifts that you guys give me. That is your support and your encouragement and your enthusiasm. It is absolutely priceless. If you are not part of the Primary Teacher Friends community, you need to be. We need you there. Your knowledge, intelligence, perspectives, and experience can help so many other people. Let's be the type of teacher that uplifts, encourages, and supports others. That is what my goal is for that community. I'll quit yakking now. Be sure to join us next week for part two. Love you. See you later. And always never forget, until we meet again, go make a difference, teacher friend. (laughs) 